everyone. Welcome to 1322 Life. I'm so happy to have you guys here today. And as you see, I have a special guest, so let's dive in. So I have with me Eddie Bells, and he was a broke college student who was introduced to entrepreneurship at a young age. At 20 years old, he started his business where he helps people get equal access to the justice system for everyday situations without worrying about the high hourly costs through an app. Since then, he has been able to retire from corporate America and continues to grow his business as it is, as it has expanded to 41 states and several provinces in Canada. Okay international i see you <laughs> and has created an organization that has been paid close to three million dollars collectively he spends a great deal of time now coaching mentoring and helping others build their own businesses he is married to his beautiful wife varnessa bales of 12 years and is a bonus parent to his 10 year old nephew he also is the host of the podcast code freedom where he discusses codes for others to have freedom in every area of life Mr. Bell spends a great deal of his time in outreach and ministry and has a heart to give back to others. He is currently the chairman of the board for the nonprofit, A Grace to Grow. So let's welcome Eddie. Hey, Eddie. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so happy that you decided to come. So <clears throat> I just, I really want to dive in. As you know, during this podcast, it's God's podcast. And um, what I love though, and one of the things I might want to dive right into is you said that you used to write on an envelope things that you were sewing for, and then they have come to pass. Now, that was something new. You made me feel like I'm tithing and wrong or something like, was this ties? Was this offering? Was this to the homeless people on the street? Like, how did that work? Because I might need to do this because I, I think I just be giving out my time and I'll be putting a name on it. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I learned a long time ago um, that you should you should name your seed because um, there's a scripture that talks about a seed. It, it, it grows to its own kind, basically. Um, I may be getting that wrong how I said it, but 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 basically the, the whole thing is that, like, if you want an apple, then you need to plant an apple tree. Right. <laughs> um, and so and so basically sow where you want to go. Um, and so it, it just it, it inspired me because. Um, I think about Solomon and how Solomon, you know, he sowed a seed and then God said, what do you want? <laughs> right. And so, um, there's, there's lots of examples where someone sowed a seed and God showed up. So, so one of the things that I did is, um, you know, at one point in my life, I was sowing for my wife, you know, because I was just kind of tired of the dating game <laughs> and, um, I just wanted a, a actual wife to kind of move forward. And so, um, when she showed up, I knew instantly that it was her because I ha had already been sewing. Like I was, and what I would do is sew like sometimes an extra offering. So I had my tithe, but then I had an offering, um, and, and it was above and beyond. And I would just write on the envelope what I wanted. And I would even tie a scripture to it. Right. Uh, <laughs> and so interesting story. Uh, I won't go through the whole thing, but I actually uh, met my wife on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we dated for six months and now we've been married for 12 years <laughs> oh that is beautiful yeah I love it I love black love I love long marriages and that is um uh, that's crazy y'all don't sleep on online dating I met my husband on online dating too um it wasn't Facebook <laughs> but me and him met online as well 
So for you, when you would put your name on something, it wouldn't be the tithe, it would be the offering. So you'll go above and beyond and you will write on it and you'll write with a scripture. Like I'm tithing for my wife. So a man that finds a wife finds a good thing. Lord, send me my good thing. Here it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's exactly what I did. I love that. I love that. So <clears throat> you have um you have this beautiful business that you've been able to expand um to at least two countries now. So I mean like you're really doing it out here. Um and we have entrepreneurs that are listening and things like that. So just tell me about your journey because I mean is it just at 20 you became a business owner and it's just been roses and you know fairy tales since then you just been making money hand over fist like how did that go? Man, I tell you, no, it didn't happen like that. You know, I, I like to invest in the stock market. And um, if you look at the stocks, it doesn't go straight up, right? It goes up, down, up, down, up, down. Now, if you come back and get a macro view of it over 100 years, it really does look like it's going straight up. But if you come real close, it's going up, down, up, down, up, down. And that's kind of how my life has been um, at 20 years old. It's been a lot of challenges and struggles because, you know, it was something new for me. And so, um, you know, I got involved in... Um, it wasn't overnight success. And I started seeing a lot of people around me who were having more success than me quicker um, at the same endeavor, basically. Um, and that was kind of hard a lot of times because I'm thinking, okay, what's wrong with me? What, what, why, what am I not doing right? Like, how can I, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm working hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so one of the biggest things, I'll tell you this, one of the biggest lessons that I learned uh, is from a pastor. And, and the pastor actually became a part of my organization and he really was a major blessing for me. In fact, so some of the things that that um, some of the people that he brought to the table, um, I still work with to this day. And this is like 15 years later. Um, and and so we were sitting at a Denny's restaurant when there was Perkins, um, and, and 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 there's a bunch of food on the table, right? And he 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 um he pulls everything out of the way, like the pepper and the plates and all this. He said, and he grabbed my hand. and He said. Um, when you move toward him, he'll move towards you. Um, and, and he was basically saying, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Um, you know, and that's always been one of my favorite scriptures, but, but the way he broke it down as he was moving things away, as he said, he'll, when you, when you move things out of the way and make him first, then he'll start moving things closer to you. And that just really stood out to me. And so, um, on that journey, I started on my entrepreneurial journey, I actually got closer to him. You know, because, um, you know, I was out there. I was just being stretched. And 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 it was really, for me, a divine purpose because, uh, you know, the way I was growing, like I've had times where I ran out of gas uh, on the side of the road and I had to call people, hey, can you, can you, you know, I had times where I couldn't pay the rent uh, and I was actually renting a room at the time uh, because the last apartment, uh, you know, it was just a bad situation for me. Like I had a whole lot of ups and downs. Um, you know, so uh, really just keeping God first, that's been a big thing for me and making sure that I keep him in the forefront of everything that I do and and, and just know that this is, like you said, this it's, 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 it's is God's podcast, Look, this is God's business, right? Um, I'm just a steward uh, to the people that I serve. And that's how I look at it is I don't look at the people in my organization as they're, they're my people. I look at it as they're God's people and I'm just here to serve them uh, as well. So that's 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 just a nutshell. I could really go e even deeper, but um, <laughs> you know, I got a lot of stories. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I'm here for the stories. 
That is so major. I love how you brought the stock market into it because really and truly, when you go ahead and like zoom in, you see those, you see those dips, okay? And you can see some of them were a little harsh, like, but over time it does always go up. And so it's like, you know, stay in the course. So the same way, like when it comes to investing, it's like, hey, look, when you got that stock in there, if it's in something good, just stay the course. Don't don't touch that money. You ain't lose nothing until you take it out. And then I think it's like, that's the same way with God. Like, hey, look, like you, he never said that you wouldn't have storms. It says in the Bible, the wise person and the fool both had a storm. It's just about how they came out of that storm. Look real different. One still had a roof over their head. The other one was looking crazy out home homeless in these streets so you know it's just it's just different how you come out of the storm so I think that is like so major I love that you brought that up and also like entrepreneurship I think I think it was designed to make us closer to God right <laughs> um when we're in corporate America we know every first and 15th or every two weeks or every week we know Friday that check coming and it better come and if not then I ain't going back to that job I'm going to get a new one um but when it comes to entrepreneurship you don't know. You don't know. And you got to take you out of it, right? So I think that's so big. It's like, hey, look, now you got to actually go to the source instead of you you feeling like it's out of what you did. These jobs can make you think, oh, well, I worked hard. So of course I deserve this. In your business, you can work hard every day, all day, all night. And if you're not consulting God and doing the things that he told you to make a priority, you ain't gonna get nowhere. That's absolutely right. Absolutely. And and that, that's the thing that, that just hits me is like, like, for instance, in my business, I'm, I'm like somewhat of a public speaker. Uh, but I, I was the one that used to tell my friends the answer and let them get, get credit for it because I was just afraid to raise my hand. Right. But now, um, you know, I didn't ever tell you this, but I'm actually an ordained as an elder. Right. Um, and, and so I've, 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 I've preached before and I've, I've done a lot of ministry and been on a lot of stages and stuff like that. But but it was it's still out of my comfort zone, right? So it's like everything is fake, right? Magnified as an entrepreneur because you just you're just out there and you don't really have any direction other than his direction. You know what I mean? Because when you're at corporate America, nothing wrong with corporate America. There's no bash on that. But you know you're given direction by a person, right? Um, but here as an entrepreneur, you're you're just out there trying to figure it out and making it happen. So. Um, it, it really, really helped me on my journey and my relationship with him in so many ways. Like so many dark nights where like I'm freezing in a, in a basement almost uh, because the, the, the um, you know, didn't have electricity um, at the time um, and, and lighting candles and just having some worship music going and praying that, the day, that one day is going to get better. Um, and all you have is God at that point. So it's just been... It's been a journey, but it's been exciting at the same time because I learned that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Wow. Like, I love that. It's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And I know that like so many times, everyone is focused on the destination. It's like, when I get here, I'm successful. When As soon as I get this, I'll be happy. And like, it doesn't matter. I've, I've accomplished some great things. And guess what? As soon as you get there, you're going to be looking there. Like, you're, it's always going to be another there. There's always going to be another destination. And so I think it's very important to be present in the ups and downs, in the everyday, the day-to-day, -day, and what that looks like. So come on. So take me back because 
you know, I'm hearing $3 million in revenue. I'm hearing 41 states and Canada provinces, but now I'm also hearing like cold basement with no electricity. So like how, how long were the downs? Because I know also you were sowing seeds and you were putting in above and beyond your tithe during this time. So have you always been a faithful tither? Did that make a difference for you? Have you always been a giver or was that what helped shift? Like, what do you feel like was a turning point for you? It's a good question. And um, I, I have always been a giver because I just, um, I'm all, I've always been seeking after him. And and that's one of the biggest things is that, uh, that I learned is that you can't outbeat God given, right? Um, and matter of fact, he even says, test me on it. <laughs> so he says, test me on it, right? So I understand that, you know, if you give, it shall be given unto you. And so um, that's always been a big thing for me. But no, it, it wasn't overnight. Um, you know, honestly, I think one of the turning points is when I when I moved to South Carolina. And that was another, because I'm sorry, I didn't tell that part of the story, but I was from, I'm from Buffalo and I lived in Rochester, New York. But I ended up in South Carolina. I'm telling you, I was, I was full-time in my business and, um, you know, I moved to South Carolina and kind of had to start over a little bit because, you know, I, there's some things I didn't build in the right way where my, my, my organization was somewhat dependent on me. I didn't raise enough leadership there. Uh, so when I moved, it all collapsed. It all kind of fell apart. And so imagine being brand new as a married person and you have almost no income. Mm. <laughs> you know, it, it was hard, you know, so I actually had to go back and get a job. Right. And it wasn't because of, it wasn't because of the company I was a part of. It was because of this, how I was building. Right. Um, and, and, and so, and, and just the season that I was in. So, so my point is just that um, it was very humbling, right? It was very, very yeah. humbling, but um, we just kept on grinding. We kept on working it out. And I think it was, it was really like um, 2014. Um, yeah, it was 2014. Funny. Um, I was working, but I had things started to come back. I started getting my New York team back rolling again and started having a whole new team here in South Carolina um, and then I started ex expanding all over and, and really focusing on leadership because I, I made that mistake already. And and so um, I got laid off from my job, but I was actually celebrating at this point <laughs> because okay. you know, at that point I was already making more in my part-time business than I was at my full-time job. Mm. And my wife was nervous, but I was excited because <laughs> to me, and essentially, I felt like I was actually losing money. You know what I mean? Because as soon as, I, as soon as I was laid off, I started earning more income because I had more time to do what I was already doing. Right? Because I had to fit the business in slithers of time. Um, and so that's kind of the turning point, I would say, 2014 is when um, things started to really soar because I had already had the, the model. I, I knew how to earn a, a full-time income part-time. So now I get to go full-time. Now I just full throttle and really turn it up. So that was a turning point. Uh, but but it's been a journey and, and my wife has been a huge help. Uh, so just her just supporting me, that's also been another big part of everything that I've been able to accomplish. And it, I'm nothing without her, right? Even though I'm kind of the face of this business, because she has her own business as well. Um, but she is uh, just as equal part as, as to me as um, in, in the background, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> I get it. I know how marriages work. And women, we be over here, like, getting everything ironed out. So it's like, here you go. You, you got this. But it's like, 
or maybe you might be confused on something. I know that's who you're going to, to be like, hey, babe, like, so this is my idea, or this is my thought, or this is how I wanted to move. What you think about this? Or maybe, and maybe she add, or maybe she take away, or whatever, to help you perfect how you want to present things and go about it. So it's, it's a lot of power that women bring. So I'm so happy that you guys have that partnership where iron is sharper than iron, right? And you guys are working together to build your legacy, build um, that wealth together. So that's beautiful. When, um, so I might date you a little bit, but give me the timeline because I don't know when you were 20. So how long, have, like, when did you start the business? Like what year did you start? And then I know you had built it up a little bit and then it, like, so give me a timeline so just so we can know, like, let's take, go on. Yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> I think about David when you asked that question, because David was told when he was a teen that he would be the king, but yet he had to wait, like, what, 30 some years or something like that? Maybe 15 to 30 years? I think it was 40. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because Saul was told that, you know, basically David was coming because he didn't want to go ahead and uh, follow what God had told him to do. And then, um, but he was still king for 40 more years, even right. though he wasn't doing what he was supposed, like he, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. So then the prophet came to him. I think, I feel like it was Solomon, but I don't want to get the names wrong. So then the prophet came to him and told him like, look, God had already made a new king. Cause at first him and the prophet were like best friends. And he like, I don't want to tell my dog, like you ain't about to be king no more. There's a new king coming. But God was like, who are you working for? Like who? Who God? Oh, okay. So he was like, yeah, man, like, you know, <laughs> you ain't about to be king no more. I didn't already found who the new king gonna be. But it took 40 years. That's what I, because uh, I heard a sermon recently about it. So it took 40 years before Saul was actually dethroned. Yeah, yeah so it was 2003 when I started. Uh, and, and I would say the turning point really started happening in 2014 for me. Wow, 11 years in the fire. And, and, and by the way, we were having success along the way, but yeah. it's just like things started to really pop, if, if, if that makes sense, Um, at that point. Okay, so you started in 03, and you were doing successfully in New York. Everything was on you, but you, was, you were making it work. Right. And then you moved to South Carolina. What year you moved? Uh, 2012, got married in 2011. Okay, so y'all got married in 2011. Okay, my husband got his own business, y'all. He doing good. 2012, it's like, we going to South Carolina because it's cheaper down there than here in New York. Ain't nobody got time for that. These New York prices, we about to be really killing it. And then it was like, ooh, hold up, hold up. Like, now that you're not there in New York, there's no structure. that. So the income is now almost non-existent. And you're like wait a minute, I got to figure out how to be a better leader, how to delegate more is what I'm gathering. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Now, my wife, she was already living in South Carolina. Okay. Uh, we had a long distance relationship. Oh. Uh, and so when we got married, I just moved to South Carolina. Okay. So that's how that happened. But it was challenging because I didn't have anything set up there. Um, and, and then this is back when the internet wasn't, well, we had the internet, but we didn't have social media the way we have it today. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have as much technology now as I, I'm sorry, then as I do now to really build it in that way virtually. So it was kind of hard to really do what I needed to do. And plus, I just didn't build it the right way, like you said. So I didn't have leadership that could carry things on there while I had already moved. Uh, now I do, but but back then I didn't. Okay. Okay. So y'all, this is before Zoom. 
and before Microsoft Teams, before exactly. like this was like AOL Skype. Like this was right. like <laughs> we didn't have a whole bunch of options. Like so, okay. So then you had to figure out like how am I going to build this thing long distance? Um, well, you already built a long distance relationship, so you 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 got this. You got a long distance business, right? Right. Okay, so it took about two years though, from 2012 to 2014, for you to really like hone it in and get back to it, and you know make even more than I guess what you were making before in the previous 11 years doing it. Exactly. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay, I love that. And since then, it's just been up and up and up, right? No cold nights. No, the basement was before then. Right. Well, I tell you, there's still ups and downs. Th those are never going to change, right? There's still going to be ups and downs and everything. But but here's what's interesting. My downs are way better than my ups used to ever be. <laughs> right? I and, and that's just like the stock market, right? It's like you mm -hmm. got the higher highs and lower lows, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like um, a down season now is still up from what my old season ups used to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's the exciting thing is there's always a progression um, and to me, success is a progression of a worthy idea. As long as you're moving forward, then you're you're getting somewhere. Just like you were talking about, like once you get to the top of the mountain, you're already looking at the next mountain, but you still got to come off that mountain and go yeah. back up to the next mountain. You know what I mean? So um, it's just one of those things where we constantly are working on ourselves and constantly growing. And that was one big thing that helped me is I've always been a student of working on myself. Right, mm -hmm. always reading books, listening to audio, getting around great environments, going to seminars now, listening to podcasts and YouTube and all this other stuff. So we have so much information at our fingertips and so many of us, we just don't take advantage of it. And and, and it's there for us to just go ahead and take it. You know, the Bible says, in all thy getting, get understanding and get wisdom. And it mm -hmm. talks about that a lot. It says wisdom is a principal thing. And wisdom is getting the knowledge and the information and learning how to apply it how to apply it at the right time and at the right place. Okay, Brother Eddie, you better take us to church. I love that. I love that. So that is very important is getting wisdom. One of the things I do want to ask, though, how did it make a difference for you? Um, because I'm hearing leadership. I'm hearing personal development. I'm hearing that, right? And that's that's a major key for me. I've always been, I'm a lifelong learner. My mom's a teacher. I have no choice. I've been in school since I was two. Um, <laughs> and while I ain't going back in nobody's school, um, I just can't shake the habit of like just reading, learning, wanting to grow, be better, right? Um, but one of the things that I've noticed is that in all of my books and all of my like self-development and things like that, I've sometimes even come out still feeling lost. Um, and, you know, this may just be a me thing, but I have, I, I've went ahead and I've studied and did a lot. And then it's like, I'm still not seeing clearly through this situation. And it wasn't until like, I really let God into it instead of me relying on my own understanding. Um, instead, I was like, God, this ain't making no sense to me. I don't get it. Like, can you take over it? Um, can you show me the way through it? Because I'm lost. I got this coach in this ear, this coach in this ear, and all of them are telling me different things or their perfect way to do it. And none of it seems to work for me when I'm trying to do what they said to do or whatever. So I'm like, God, can you can you just just show me the way? Just get just give me direction. Just tell me instruction. And that was a major pivot for me. So was was that a part of your pivot? Was there, was God a part of your pivot or was it just you learning leadership skills? 
No, God was absolutely probably, it was the number one thing, actually, because one of the things that I'll tell you this, we um we were in Charleston, South Carolina, and a big thing for me was having the right church home. Mm. Um, and we couldn't seem to find what I was looking for. And let me kind of say this. Um, and when I was in Rochester, because I, I grew up Methodist, um, AME Zion, <laughs> you know, and so I went to a non-denominational church and I saw people who were deaf, who now could hear. I mean, people who had a uh, lump on their breast and they go in the bathroom. He, he said, go in the bathroom and check it and it's gone. Um, I seen a guy on crutches um, coming into church and then he's running around the whole church and he's got medical documentation that he was on crutches, right? Yeah. In the Right, so I went to a church like that in Rochester, New York. I had a gentleman who was very prophetic too, a pastor who was very prophetic. Um, and he would even tell me things like, "Look, I see you earning a five-figure monthly income." He said he would say things like that. Um, but when I moved to South Carolina, I'm like, "Man, I can't, I can't go back. <laughs> I gotta have more of what." And I just couldn't. I'm not saying it wasn't there, but I just couldn't seem to find the type of uh environment that i was looking for in charleston so we ended up moving up to greenville and we were able to find that environment and that's where i was able to grow grow my wings more than anything it was it was it was getting closer to him always but it was also being in the right environment where i could foster that growth right um having a, a spiritual leader having someone who could pour into me um spiritually and and, and being able to increase my faith uh, on a high level Right. So that was one of the biggest that is the biggest thing I should say that really catapulted things is that um, we were in a place where we were able to really seek God and, and then seek the Holy Spirit. You know, like you said, the Holy Spirit is everything. And, and I started learning more about the Holy Spirit in this environment. Right? It's kind of like Pentecostal, uh, non-denominational. So you, you know how that goes. Um, yeah. But. But it gave me the opportunity to learn more than I ever learned before, because in Methodist, we didn't really, I mean, we talked about the Holy Spirit, but we didn't see it evident. I didn't see it evident. Let me just say it that way. I don't want to say what anyone else said. Saw. <laughs> but, but here I saw it evident. Like I saw someone, you know, wave their hand and then half the, half the audience falls out. <laughs> right. I saw things like that. And so I'm like, I want to be in an environment where I can see God working. Um, and I could see the signs in, in today's time. And so that was a huge thing for me. That's beautiful. So were the miracle signs and wonders that you saw, like with the lumps and running around the church after crutches, was that in Greenville or was that in Rochester? It was in Rochester. But okay. when I moved to South Carolina after I got married, I was trying to find it again. And, and okay. I, I just didn't seem to find it in Charleston because I was looking, <laughs> but we gotcha. found it, we found it in Greenville and we actually ended up moving. We moved everything, moved to Greenville. And that was another season of faith because here it is. My wife had her job in, in um, Charleston. Um, I had my business, which wasn't doing so well at that time. We moved up to Greenville on faith. Uh, and that's a whole nother story within itself because God told my wife, um, don't renew your lease on your apartment mm. like well we don't got nowhere else to go <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we were looking right and we found something and they actually let us uh move in without even having to put a deposit down wow right? uh, so we it was it was it was a journey and, and stuff but we were able to just kind of faith our way through it um and 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 it just really started to blossom uh and by the way within maybe a year of being in greenville we ended up being able to build our first home from the ground up um and that's the that's the home that we're in here today. 
Um, yes. So that, it all just lined itself up, but but God was in the midst of all of it. Um, and and one big piece too is having a spouse that believes just as much as you believed. Uh, having yes. a having a spouse that has a has a faith in and trust God like you trust God, because it's hard if you trust God, but then your spouse doesn't, right? Yeah. So, so we really aligned in uh, the fact that he was first and everything else was going to come uh, after. Equally yoked. I love that. I love that. That is so beautiful. I I can't tell you how much I love that. And you just letting me in on that journey. I will say some folks may be listening like the Holy Spirit was evident. They were over here walking and running and, you know, lumps were removed. But I guess um, just to clarify on that, like, was it just that they didn't like necessarily speak about the Holy Spirit or was like they not speaking in tongues? Like what? where did you feel like you were maybe missing out a little bit on the Holy Spirit that you got in Greenville that you didn't get in Rochester? Um, what wasn't Rochester? It was Charleston. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, um, that was Charleston, South Carolina. Um, it, it it was just that uh, it wasn't that they weren't speaking on it, and it wasn't that. It, I guess the biggest thing for me is it wasn't being taught, and it wasn't being displayed in a way where I could understand and receive receive it. Oh, so um, it just you're saying that you didn't feel it or receive it in Charleston. You didn't. So you weren't saying in Rochester. You weren't. Yeah, Rochester is where I saw it for the first time. Okay, and then you and didn't then get to Charleston, South Carolina, and Greenville. So that's where we moved up to Greenville, South Carolina, which is you know about three hours away from Charleston. Okay, um, and then that's where things started to really grow from there. Okay, okay, had to clarify because I was a little lost. So, all right, you brought me back in. I love that. That is such a beautiful story and a journey, and I just I appreciate you for just sharing that because I know it blessed me. So I hope it blessed someone else just to know like, hey, look, you need to make sure you got the right person by your side, you know, that your spouse is on board with you. Because I know there's some people where they talk about, oh, well, my husband, he won't or my wife, she won't or they, you know, because God will tell you some stuff that sounds crazy. And if you ain't got another faith walker with you, like that's willing to walk on water with you. You'll be like Peter and be getting a little weary, like, oh, I see the wind and the waves, like <laughs> the storm's coming. I don't know. So I think that is so beautiful. And I think that that's also why you guys have blossomed so much because you're working together and you both see God's vision and you're like, hey, look, I don't know what's about to happen, but Lord, we trust you. That's all we do know. And I think that's all you need to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Well, we're going to move into the next segment of this podcast. Um, and that is just where I help you with whatever financial issue that you have going on um, or just like something you need clarity in. So um, <clears throat> I have here where you had said you wanted to talk about how um, budgeting when income as an entre entrepreneur can fluctuate. Was that still the one that you wanted to hit on? Yeah, let's let's hit on that because you know, obviously, when you're in corporate America, it's like two weeks check, two weeks check. So you can budget based on knowing what that's going to be. Uh, and and by the way, let me say this: uh, it's interesting because I had someone say, "I don't want to be an entrepreneur because I want to know when my check, I want to know how much my check is going to be." And I heard someone say, 
well, the thing for me is I don't want to know what my check is going to be. <laughs> like, I don't want to know that it's going to be the same every two weeks and it's not really going to change. I want to be able to experience the fact that it could grow way beyond what I could ever think. You know what I mean? So exactly. anyway, but, but, but we all know that just like we talked about the stock market, entrepreneurship is not straight up. So when, when you have the ups and down seasons, how do you budget that? So I love that. So the biggest thing is like, there's a season for everything under the sun, right? And so um, a time to sow, a time to harvest, a time. So, and I also look at it like there's a time to save and there's a time to spend. And there's a time to like, you know, you just got to know what season you're in and you got to be able to prepare. So one of the things where it was like, you were saying how during your journey, you were making more in your part-time business than you were at your full-time job, but your wife was still a little worried that you were about to go full-time in it. And that could be looking like, hey, look, maybe at my part-time job, I'm getting, or at my full-time job, I'm getting 1500 every two weeks. That's three grand in the bank. We know what's coming. It's straight. But maybe at your business, you got $4,000 last month, and then it's been another 30 days and now here come a $6,000 check, but you didn't know when it was coming. And it's like, hey, I'm making clearly more here. We just don't know when it's coming. And so one of the things people can do, they can still decide to pay themselves because one, you got to separate personal and business. So any business income that comes in should not go straight into your personal account for your mortgage, your groceries or anything else. Like that's just not how that should roll. So um the way that I look at it is that you need to have a reserves. You need to be able to build up a savings. People don't really believe in savings. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. Well, that's fine when you can rely on that paycheck coming again. But as people saw during the pandemic um, and just like the season that we've even gone through now, we have a recession that we're currently in. And some people are starting to feel that um, with this high inflation and stuff. You don't know. You don't know if if you lose that job tomorrow, what's gonna keep you? What's gonna keep you going? And the same in a business, you shouldn't be relying on just like one client to pay your bills. So I think the biggest thing is making sure that you save. You have a systematic approach when it comes to your finances and your budget. Just because your income fluctuates does not mean your expenses need to. So as soon as you go ahead and you start having 10, 20, 30, 50,000 dollar months, it ain't now, oh, I got a 10, 20, 30, 50,000 dollar month to spend. Like don't spend all that. You've been doing real good on your little 2 grand a month. Like, you know, maybe you elevate a little bit, maybe cuz you want to feel like the goodness that you got, right? So, I mean, if you got a 50,000 dollar month, like spend a little bit of that. But you can also say, "Hey, I'm about to put 40 grand off rip." in the savings. And I'm also going to be preparing for my taxes and off rip. I'm going to make sure I pay God before I pay me and save. So um, that's first and foremost is paying your tithes before any and everything. Cause we ain't trying to go through, be like Cain. So <clears throat> I think the first thing is just you tithe on that money, but also make sure that after you tithe on that money, you put something aside for yourself. And if your emergency fund is fully funded, start funding the next thing that's important to you whether it's a vacation that you know that you got coming up or vacations. So fund your vacation fund. If you're someone that like to be flying around all around the states or the world throughout the year, put that fund together. You know it's coming. Um, start saving for that. If you have another thing that you want to save for, maybe you know that your car is on its last limb or soon you're going to feel like you deserve something new. Start putting money aside for that so that when it's on its last leg or that transmission go bust, you already got the 20 grand or the 50 grand or 100 grand set aside to go get your new whip 
and you ain't got to go into debt for it. So it's just really saving is the major key because then if say you go from a $50,000 a month to a $10,000 a month and you got $15,000 of expenses, you got somewhere to pull from and then that hurts you. Um, the same if you go from $10,000 months and now you got a $2,000 a month. If your expenses are only at three to $4,000 and have much, you know, change from that, um, you won't really hurt. So also what I'm saying is live within your means or live below your means. You don't have to spend every single dollar. You can give every dollar a job without it actually going out and leaving your bank account. Um, so I think it's just really important to have reserves and to plan for things and to plan for the life you want to have. So you plan for those dips. You plan that you know um, that there's ebbs and flows. And then also, you know, if you're new to business, you may, may not know how it's going to go. So maybe you have a, a stronger and a larger reserves than later on when you know, hey, look, December may be my worst month. November, December, I don't get paid. So I need to be able to have enough money set aside to get me through those months until January hit and I get another windfall of cash whatever that may be, um, you got to just be able to go with that flow um, instead of just saying that you it is what it is. And, you know, pay yourself a set amount. Pay yourself a set salary. Even though your bank account may be going up and up and your business bank account, pay yourself a set salary because at first we need to pay the business so that the business can grow and make us more money. The first thing we don't need to do is increase our income or what we have to spend. The first thing we need to do is feed the business so it can grow and feed us more and give us more. So invest in yourself first, invest in that business first um, after taking care of Jesus, right? And then making sure that from there, you your expenses, everything that your needs and your wants and desires are taken care of because God wants us to live a prosperous life. He wants us to be well. He wants us to enjoy life. He said the poor will always be among us, but his children won't supposed to be poor. Ain't no way he the king of kings and I was supposed to be broke. So it just, mm -mm, that ain't how my daddy want me to be. <laughs> Absolutely. I totally agree. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well, this has been amazing talking with you, Eddie. Do you have any way that you want to tell people how they can reach you, um, stay in contact with you, maybe even follow you on your podcast? Like, give the people your stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You can actually go to, um, I'm Eddie Bales Jr. And that's B-A-I-L-S. So it's Eddie, E-D-D-I-E, no Y, E-D-D-I-E, and then B-A-I-L-S uh, Jr. You can find me on any platform or you can go to EddieBales.com and you can subscribe to some of the stuff that we got going on. But uh, you can find all of our stuff on all the different stuff there. And um, we're happy to connect with you. Thank you so much for having me on, by the way. Of course. Thank you for your yes. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. If no one else get anything from it, I got a lot. Okay. So I'm about to start naming my offering. I ain't got envelopes, but I do it electronically. I'm going to just write in a memo. This is for that dream house. <laughs> like this is for put a name on it. I love that. So thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Well, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you next week. Oh, before I forget, this podcast is sponsored by the Financial Freedom Plan, where I teach you how to create a custom financial plan that actually works for you instead of against you so that you can start living your perfect day every day and get to your dream life and dream goals. If you want to learn more, go to bdsmithfinancial.com, book a call with me so that you can get started today. All right. Bye.